I'm Logan. I'm Jess. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Legion podcast. And we're halfway through, which kind of sucks. <laughs> it kind of does. It's hard to believe. I mean, I knew going into it, it was going to be short and it was going to go fast, but still. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in. So this is chapter 23. 23. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we're season three, episode four, which is chapter twenty-three of this the story that they're telling. And uh much in the same way that last week we thought we were getting a time travel episode, and it was, but it turned out to be more of a flashback episode. Uh this week kind of promised um like some insights to the time travel aspects and we got that and we actually got it in a way that we had already talked about so i don't know if we're smart or (laughs) if the show is maybe not as brilliant as we think it is but i'm just gonna go with we're smart because i feel like the show is extremely intelligent (laughs) I completely agree with that statement. We're we're just too smart for our own good. Oh, uh, I was like, oh, it is the Langoliers. <laughs> yes, it is. That's funny. So, yeah, we got uh, a look at the time demons, which I guess is what we're dubbing them for this thing. Um, it, it's. And like we we talked about, it's not something that's unique to even this story because it's it's been in all kinds of time travel stories. You know, you have mm-hmm. the time rates, you have the Langoliers. Um, I was trying to think of some other things, um, but there's always, you know, some kind of like, oh, time will find a way to. It's like the Jeff Goldblum theory, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I find the way time finds a way to kind of correct itself. So, you know, so here we are with these time demons that thanks to David pushing, mm-hmm. they're now in the world. I, I, but like, where are we? That that's what I kept <laughs> getting confused about. Like, where are we? <laughs> Okay, really glad I wasn't the only one that it took me definitely watching it through. Uh, well, almost twice. I didn't quite make it through the, the second time. But it doesn't matter. Like, it, it took me to the very end to kind of figure some of it out. And then, like, as I was rewatching it, like, some of it was, I'm not going to say starting to make more sense because it's not. <laughs> it, it, but it, I was very confused as well as to like, what was time travel versus what was altered reality. But then these things were supposed to be eating time, but I felt that they were changing people's perceptions as well. And then I just got very confused. My brain kind of hurt. <laughs> so the the two, and so 
y'all should all be used to this by now, so I'm not even going to apologize. Uh, <laughs> we don't ever even say spoilers, but I mean, if you didn't watch this, well, hey, if you just heard us talk about this show without actually watching it, you'd be effing lost. So <laughs> I mean, lost. you would have no idea. I'm like, I, what is this? Um, <laughs> but we're going to be all over the place. I'm not apologizing for it. So the two big things with the time travel in this episode are David winding up in the past with his mother in the camps and then Sid in the present quote unquote present, but her past self is with her. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of both like dealing with their trauma. Well, David, not so much with a past version of himself, but kind of because um he very much is his mother's son you know she mm -hmm. even says it she didn't even know that's her kid she's like it's okay i'm crazy too <laughs> i know i loved that <laughs> i was like oh that was that was a nice call out so i mean that that was the two big everything else was like these time skips which yeah. i i enjoyed for like the way they uh, utilized everything, um, I I got a kick out of the 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 loops that they would get into. Um, I even liked that they went and utilized actual like old FX television. Yes, uh, the Shield, which is a show I love, and when it happened, I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> like this is the first episode of the shield like i remember this scene vividly i love that show and i was like are they like advertising the shield are they gonna like start re-airing it what's going on and then it looped back in on itself and, I, and you heard the the laughing which yes oh my god oh. <laughs> um i yeah, I'm going to hear that laugh in my nightmares for a long yes. time. Yes. <laughs> uh, and those, the eyes, man. Uh, just, oh, so creepy. They were, okay, they were really creepy. So for a second, the, the look of the demons. Now, I don't recall, enough, I watched the, Lang watched the Langleyers to not read the book when I was very young and don't recall what they looked like in that particular thing, or if we even saw them in that particular incarnation. But in this one, I was getting a cross between like the Cheshire cat and then like that costume from Tiny Darko. It was like the two of those things melded together and then yes. um, will appear in my nightmares forever. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it does have a, a Donnie Darko vibe, which I know I've talked about it. I don't know that you and I have ever talked about it, but I mean, it's in my top five. Yes. Uh, that movie changed my life um, And this does Have a vibe to it Like that um, Of like the creepy aspects Of time travel So yeah I really dug that I did too As creepy I mean but I, I mean I like, like creepy stuff like that But yeah I, I thought it was I thought it was awesome like I loved that Sort of take on it because like a more my more recent experience with these like quote time demons is kind of like the dementor looking ones from the flash which i've not quite gotten totally on board with because i feel like they use them very sporadically and to serve the plot but 
Yeah, they either exist or they don't exist. Make up your mind. <laughs> yep. Uh, they only exist when it's convenient. Well, okay. Anyway, this is not a Flash podcast. Um, so, yeah, I mean... We went, like, way off on a tangent. I think we were talking about David and Sid. I'm not... Okay, so are you convinced it was truly time travel that they they took David, like, actually back to the past to meet his mom and that that really was past Sid somehow brought into the present? I'm going. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I keep going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I. I want to be just because of all of the other things that happened in the episode. I think that lends itself to. To that fact, like we saw time looping in on itself. We saw yeah. these skips. We saw like things bleeding into other things, and so that does that helps me believe that like yeah, that's what happened. What I don't understand is the purpose of that happening because it can't just be a coincidence that um, they wound up in those situations. I agree. That's that's why I was like, are they manipulating reality in a way? But I was like, but then they're not supposed to do that. So I don't know because it definitely felt like they were trying to echo I don't know if fear is quite the right word, but something to that effect, like in everyone's head, David's obsession with his mother, Sid's, I guess, obsession with herself. I'm not really sure about that one. Lenny's fear of the future or uncertainty with the future. I don't know. Like those were the three, those were the only three, right? That had their time messed with. Yeah, I think so. Maybe some of the other characters to a very minor extent. Like we see the stuff at the beginning with um Tonomy and um the the twin. Um where yeah, Carrie. it yeah, kind of like skips or whatever. Yeah. But I don't we don't see their uh their like own personal history. So um, Lenny we do with the baby Which I don't even know where to go with all that weirdness um, Yeah That was unsettling And disturbing on a whole Another level For me was... and, and seeing the full Blown effect of like The cult was uh, Like so Disturbing <laughs> Yes, everything with the cult stuff was incredibly disturbing, like in the beginning. Oh, my God. I was like, ew, this is so skeevy. Like, please, just everybody stop. If they say daddy one more time, I'm going to throw up. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then when he calls himself that. (laughs) Oh, I know. I was like, like, who are you? You're definitely erasing any doubt of like, well, it's kind of altruistic. Like, oh, no, it's definitely just about your ego and your crotch. So 100 percent. I said all season I'd been on the fence about David being a villain. I'm not on the fence anymore. (laughs) I saw it. I got it this episode. Especially at the end, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, it creeps me out so much. It was, so it was creepy. 
so yeah, the the Lenny stuff is, I hope important because I just feel like if it's not, it's just going to wind up being a disturbing waste of time because mm. I don't really care about that other chick. It's fine and it's kind of amusing for about three or four minutes at a time, but then it just gets a little annoying, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, but it's whatever. But if it doesn't amount to anything, it's just going to make me mad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it was, it's hard to tell if that served a point beyond maybe just like pushing her character to to that next level almost. I don't really know. She's been, I don't want to say like one dimensional because I feel like that does the character a disservice, but like she's been kind of the same pretty much throughout this whole time. And so we got to see like a little glimpse into her, like with, you know, with her and her partner a little bit. And then like this whole thing about her losing everything and then like literally having her life flash before her eyes. So, I mean, it, it feels like an odd thing to do with her character when you've only got four, well, three, I guess, at this point, episodes left. Three? Or do we have four episodes four. left? Four. This was episode four. This was four. Okay. So, we've got four episodes left. So, I agree for, like, kind of like a side character in a lot of ways. I don't know. I was on the fence about the purpose of it other than just, like, developing her character a little bit more, which in a final season kind of agree with you seems a little bit like a waste of time that sounds bad but yeah it does right now it does i hope that it winds up not being a waste of time yeah i i always fall back when i when stuff like this happens i always fall back to um uh what's the second harry potter film um the chamber of secrets yeah chamber of secrets so i was not a harry potter reader i'm sure i've talked about this before i know i have (laughs) i didn't read the books and i go see i love the first movie i was like this is fun i go see chamber of secrets and i'm just like that's dumb that's the whole (laughs) movie is dumb like it's the same bad guys it was in the first movie like i don't get it this whole thing is dumb like he was hiding in a book that doesn't make any sense this whole movie is stupid and then by the time you get to Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. and you find out what a Horcrux is and all that other stuff. And like Dumbledore opens the drawer and there's the book in there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> yeah. So I still don't love that movie, but I completely understand what that movie is now. So in hindsight, this might wind up still being something I'm like, eh. But hopefully that by the time we get to the end, it's at least something that I'm like, okay, I didn't love that, but it fed into this other thing and I now understand it. So I'm at least appreciative of it as opposed to just being like, well, I could just skip that one. Yeah, that's fair. I go back and forth between like two and four, which is my least favorite. That's kind of a tangent, but... We'll see if this comes back. I don't know. I'd like for it to tie in so it doesn't feel like I've wasted time. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. If it's not, I hope it just dies here. (laughs) Yeah. So kind of like some of the stuff in the, not the finale of season two, but the, the other stuff where they're like fighting the 
weird creature thing and autonomy in the computer. Like, yeah, I was just, just oh, okay yeah. if we don't ever talk about that. Because <laughs> it just wound up not really mattering, you know? Yeah, like I kind of get what they were going for. And and I think that it, it's a brilliant idea. I'm just not sure that it was properly woven into the story in a way that like made sense in the end. Like, I mean, I get what they're trying to do with it, but it just was a little, it was a little too bizarre, a little like too off the wall. And, and I'm wondering if the point of this wasn't just to show a different version of, of the time stuff, you know, because we had two people having past experiencing stuff with their past. So it was, it was interesting to at least see her experience something with her future. Yeah. But maybe that was just the point of it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it could be. I I really enjoyed the other stuff with Lenny in this episode. Like, I liked her standing up to David. I liked yes. the confrontation where, like, she had been such a willing participant in all of this. But now she's at the point where, like, okay something's clearly happening. You need to do something. Stop with all of this nonsense. Like, yes, you got everybody to love you. We all want to sleep with you. Get over yourself. You need to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that too, because she was saying what we were all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And, uh, as creepy as all that stuff was with David, the stuff with his mom was like really affecting for me, yeah. mostly just because of his mom and like, I don't know. It, it's that that's one of those things that always moves me. And I guess also not to get political, but with the current climate and all of the talk of the, the camps that all these people are in and, you know, you have all these people dismissing the, like, oh, it's not bad. And it's like, well, yeah, it is. Mm, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. You just shouldn't do that. Like, end of story. Let's not do that. So, you know, it, it, so it really kind of hit me. And, you know, uh, it, it just felt very prescient. And I hate that that part of David is forever marred with the like, oh, look, I'm a cult leader, too. But, I mean, it is what it is. That's why this show is so brilliant. Because it's, I mean, it's showing you all of these different things. You know, like, yes, he's a bad guy. But, like, that doesn't mean that what he's going through is not very real, at least to him. Yeah. That's true. And I mean, again, that's what makes him such a good villain, right? I mean, he's relatable. You you do still have those moments of sympathy, almost empathy of his situation and how he got there. And then you see what, you know, what he is and what he does and how he's using his power, you know, now that he's kind of come into his own and like just trying to be a, a god, I mean, basically... I mean, because he's always said it, but then now, especially at the end of the episode with the yeah. visual, you definitely, you definitely get it. You see it. So it's just, but it does keep him 
more relatable, which then, you know, makes it all the more devastating when his villain side turns on and kicks in. Uh, I have a very weird comparison to draw, and you may not have seen it, but with a three-year-old, you might have. Have you seen Toy Story 4 yet? No, I have not seen it yet. Um, I'm a sucker for those movies, mostly Pixar movies in general, although the last few years, they've really kind of fallen out of favor with me. But um, not that they're bad. I'm just, They don't really work on me anymore. But I love the Toy Story films, the third one. Like, I can't even think about the third one without getting all emotional. So, I was like, well, I'm going to go see Toy Story 4. And, and it does something that none of the other Toy Story films ever did. The quote-unquote villain in the movie, it completely... I mean, it's a toy, but it completely humanizes the villain. Hmm. And, like, yeah, it's this toy that's doing horrible things. Like, have you seen any of the other ones? Um, I've seen the first two. I don't think I ever saw the third one. So, in the second one, it's uh, the prospector, right? Mm-hmm. That, that wants... And, and, you kind of get him humanized, but it's never to the point of like, oh, you feel sorry for him and you kind of understand why he's doing what he's doing. Really, it's just that like, oh, hey, I want to be preserved forever, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of crappy. And then in the third one, you have this uh, this bear that's almost Nazi-like. It's, it's really disturbing. Um, and there's just no humanizing the bear. Um, and in this, they do this like full 360. Of course, the first one, the bad guy really is just kind of woody <laughs> because it's like, kind oh, of, yeah, yeah, you're a jerk because <laughs> so, <laughs> you're jealous. Um, but in the fourth one, they just there's this toy that, uh, it, it's so such a complicated plot. But what winds up happening is like you start learning kind of the backstory of why this toy is doing this thing that seems so evil. And like I almost had like a breakdown in the theater watching it. Oh, wow. It was, it was unbelievable. It's fantastic. Um, it's It's kind of all over the place plot wise. And there's like all these little morality lessons like you know the stuff we talk about constantly like you're the bad guy in somebody's story at any point in time <laughs> like yeah you just don't know it so uh, it's a fantastic film but like watching it made me think about like this show and mr robot and mm-hmm. like it's such complex things told through these like children's stories that I, it might wind up being my favorite one. I need to rewatch it. But anyway, so in, like I said, interesting comparison. Anybody that's seen it, hopefully knows what I'm talking about. Kind of dancing around it without spoiling a lot. So. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I haven't seen it and I have no idea what you're talking about. So like, I mean, I, I know where you're going with it, but I'll have to watch that. I just haven't had time yet. Uh, 
you know, you have a kid, so. I do, who won't really sit through a movie yet. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, that is, so I, I mean, I know I've talked about the nieces and nephews thing. That, to me, I love that age when it's outside of, like, whatever. But, like, trying to get them to sit down and just do something. Mm-hmm. Sit and watch a movie or like if it if it's not ten minutes of Mickey Mouse Playhouse, like they just don't care or Peppa Pig or <laughs> whatever. It's like, oh my God. Can we watch something for more than ten minutes? Yeah. Teen Titans. Teen oh. Titans, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. I've I've gotten her to watch that for like a minute. <laughs> At least that's kind of funny. It's still really annoying though. It is pretty annoying. Yeah. But it's better than like the PJ masks. Oh God, that's terrible. I haven't had the misfortune of being forced to watch any of that. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I said all that to, to like, that's what I love about this show is that you get that, you know, like, yeah, David's a total creep. And he has that scene with his mom and I'm like, Oh man, Yeah, he's still a creep. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, because then, I mean, we haven't really talked much about Sid, but you kind of get her reliving her past, and we got to kind of re-explore her and get back in touch with, like, her emotions and everything and kind of her headspace and everything that happened with her and David and, like, how complicated her feelings for him really are and I really enjoy that because I, you know, we'd kind of come all the way through season two where you really feel like it's everybody against David. And I at least definitely felt conflicted on, you know, not only who was like the good guy, quote unquote, versus the bad guy, but like whose side was I on, I guess, feeling like I should be on Sid's side, but also being on David's side because he's like our main character and at the time was like supposed to kind of be our hero. And so... I enjoyed their kind of retelling of her story in a very creative way. Yeah. um, Because like she does the whole thing where she kind of tells her story and then in this weird way, we get to see it reenacted with like the, the time demon. Mm -hmm. And I feel so it's terrible, but I feel so weird talking about this as a guy. (laughs) So I I understand. <laughs> um, my one takeaway from it, and this is going to come off, it it can be completely misconstrued, but I'm going to explain myself. So her past definitely informed a lot of the way she felt. Not that it it doesn't excuse anything that David did, but it definitely informs the way she reacted to what David did, yes. which it should. So it's like this whole situation of was she always just waiting for that, that thing to happen for, for that bad turn to happen because that's what she always expects to happen. It's, it's like this whole, like it, what basically what racists do to justify their racism, like, you know, if they see, somebody of whatever particular color skin that they don't like, you know, and they badmouth them. And then that person winds up being 
a criminal or a terrorist or whatever, then they just use that to prove their point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I doesn't necessarily make the way you feel right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it also doesn't excuse David's behavior at all. And it doesn't change the fact that what happened to her happened to her. And this is why she feels that way. And it's all so effing complex that like, mm-hmm. I just don't know how to unpack all that. It's, it's real. I mean, I agree. It's, it's a lot to unpack and I think it's hard to unpack in, you know, the space of one podcast episode because the themes are, I mean, they're very, I mean, they're very current, you know, with everything that's been going on, especially in the last few years in the media and all of that. Um, but I do really feel that like that it kind of what has happened to her in the past and like her reaction and why that that was such a betrayal to her. Like, I mean, not that it wouldn't be a betrayal to anyone, but I feel like for her, it was, it was that much more impactful because that is how, you know, she's been feeling for years and years and and she uh, had that experience at a very young age and, you know, was having trouble like defining her and who she is. And then she kind of latched on to this guy. And like she said, she, she fell in love and that was her whole world. So I feel like that, that particular version of betrayal to her, just hits her that much harder. And so I kind of think that that better explained her reaction and her, what felt like a complete 180 flip at the time from, you know, being his biggest advocate to being his biggest persecutor. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. Um, it, it's, uh, it's just, it's so, uh, it's so devastating. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, unfortunately, like you said, it's, it's a very real world, uh, kind of thing. I mean, you, you have, we see that happening in the real world all the time, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, it sucks. You know, people rarely are who they're pretending to be. So. Yep. That's true. Okay. So while we're still on this, let's go back to the time demons for a second. And I, I think these particular scenes are in the end, what started to get me more confused as to, was it like truly time travel? Because Sid younger Sid turns into the time demon at this point. Uh, well, they kind of reach a certain point. She gives her a hug and then she won't let go. And that's, that was the point that I was totally clued in and like, Oh, 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 okay. So this is the time demon. But then was she really talking to herself? Was she just talking to the time demon who is like projecting her past like into the present? But I mean, not like literally, but like more like out of her mind, more like as an astral projection, less as a Sid was really there thing. Did that, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I yeah, I, I okay. agree. <laughs> I'm 100% with you. I, I'm there too like it's it's confusing my not i don't want to say argument against it because i'm not arguing against you because i agree with you no you're good but my thing is like then what was the purpose of the time demon being that 
Like, what, what okay, are yeah, do? yeah. I'm I'm with you there. I'm, I'm with you there. So, like, if, if their whole thing is that they eat time, like, I can understand them showing up and causing all of this chaos with the time, timeline, time stream, whatever. I don't understand why the time demon would turn into somebody else and then just, like, sit there and unless time is also memory and it has something to do with like eating away at her memories, but we don't really see anything that would like back that up. Yeah, I agree. And the way they've presented time travel in these first couple of episodes has been extremely linear we can we can debate time travel theory philosophy all you want, but I, I will say that that is not. I guess it's not not a typical approach, but it's like I mean, if you're thinking about you know, kind of like I'm gonna go way off the rails, and I apologize for everybody listening. But if you're thinking about like theoretical physics and like I, how Einstein would view things and Hawking would view things, it, it wasn't you know time wasn't quite as linear. Like we perceive it as linear because that's all our brains can kind of understand, but that's not in reality actually how time works. However, the show has presented time as extremely linear because we have the hallway, but then we have these things that live inside black holes that all of a sudden don't that they're outside of time and time doesn't apply to them. And now they're appearing in our, quote, linear timeline, eating away at time and everything, I guess, as Sid says, is starting to collapse in on itself. It's just very hard to wrap your head around when you're trying to watch something linearly and it's presented to you that way. And then all of a sudden they throw this at it and it's very not linear. (laughs) Yeah. And not in a fun, like, memento type of way. <laughs> right? Oh, that's such a good movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, re- I remember going to see that. And so many people like, I want to see it in reverse order. I'm like, you do understand that in reverse order, like in chronological order, if you just play it that way, like, it doesn't, like, all of the suspense of the movie is gone. Yeah. Because you know at the beginning exactly what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then it defeats the entire purpose of the film. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, that's Memento. But yeah, I, I don't know. This It was such a fun, exciting, like also depressing and introspective episode. Like mm-hmm. all of these things, like this show usually is. And I, I feel like we didn't get any answers to anything other than like, oh, they're time demons and they eat time. That's what they do. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there. It was, it was confusing. And we haven't touched on this at all. I mean, there's a few things we haven't touched on at all. There's just so much to unpack from this episode. But should we kind of talk a bit about like the time between time and everything that Farouk was doing with the other two, Carrie and uh, Clark? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this either. <laughs> Farouk is a is a is a bad guy. He's a bad guy, and I know we've talked about this before. Question that mark? now he's fighting with the good guys, but like. It was kind of badass. <laughs> right? 
for the first again i did a lot <laughs> I, did, I did a lot of i guess i don't know if flip-flopping is the right way to put it but my perspectives were completely turned on their head like this whole episode to me i, I saw it for the for the first time not for the you know what i mean like i was more convinced david was a villain than ever i was more sympathetic to sid than ever and i was like rooting for farouk <laughs> and it felt weird yeah very weird like the first time it happened, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. And then, like, he shows up again, and I'm, like, on the verge of, like, standing up and going, like, yes. Like, no, <laughs> don't cheer for this dude. I know. But it's so cool. I know. It was so conflicted. This whole episode was so conflicted. <laughs> oh. And um, that's what makes this show freaking brilliant. <laughs> I know. It's so good i really do love the show and it's definitely one of those that couldn't drag on for endless seasons but uh, it does it does feel like it's coming to an end too soon but oh well. but from every so there's a few critics i that have i guess seen this show all the way through oh um, and everything i've read says oh it sticks to landing like, it totally sticks to landing. Nice. So, I mean, not that I wasn't already along for the ride, but knowing that it's not going to end. A lot of, I didn't really have a problem with how Game of Thrones ended, but I had become less and less invested in that show as it went along. Um, that's, that's one I don't watch. So I am probably like the only person on this planet that has no idea what you're talking no, about. Right? I know. I know a few people that didn't, but there were a <laughs> lot of complaints about that show. Not like just the ending being terrible. I was uh, like, eh, okay, whatever. I'm just glad it's over because I'm <laughs> so tired of it. Um, but I was so invested in it. Uh, much like the, well, the walking dead got better last year, but oh, that's good. So just shows like that. Gotham. Uh, I was like that with Gotham. <laughs> I know you hated Gotham. I, I liked Gotham. <laughs> I liked Gotham. Oh. It was so cheesy. Um, I, but, I've seen more cheese in Batman stuff before. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like Lost, I don't think sticks the landing. Sorry. No. Sorry. Um, no, <laughs> so many shows just don't just aren't able to nail that last episode. I didn't watch the Sopranos, but I know a lot of people have a problem with the finale of that. And so knowing that, Hey, this is the last season we knew going in and that they actually nail the ending. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. Like, hopefully we don't get any meandering like we did last season. Um, and just give me yeah. a good, so well I guess we'll see we only have four more episodes to go and then then we'll know <laughs> so our future selves will probably be happy with the ending hopefully <laughs> I, I think I will I think so too I have I have faith in the the writing team and the production team the editing here like the editing of like these like time between time. I thought that was uh, a rather brilliant stroke. It was in, 
it was very different, but it was it was like kind of cool to almost it was almost like stop motion, you know? Yeah. Go like frame by frame. I was like, whoa, that it was, I thought it was, that was a a neat touch to represent the time between time. Yeah, yeah, it looked all of it looked fantastic. The the jump editing, which is something that usually just bugs the crap out of me. Um, I thought was very well done, especially with the uh, the time demons, the way they moved. Uh, do you watch Doctor Who? I do not, but okay. I know enough about it to probably get where you're going with some of it. So the the angels, the yes, the, yeah, don't blink. Um, yes, <laughs> it had that kind of effect. Um, you wouldn't think something moving so slowly. But like also disappearing in frames would be so horrifying. But it, I mean, it's terrifying. <laughs> and the yes. time demons, like, really, I was like, this is so creepy. Um, but then, yeah, like, it was almost like the reverse of that with the time between time stuff, where everything was so, like, so fluid that. It's kind of like watching the Flash move, only it, it doesn't look as like goofy as it does in the Flash. <laughs> so. Are you talking about Flash time? Yeah, you know Flash time. So. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a neat touch. It wasn't something I was expecting. I was like, how are they time between time? I was like, how on earth are they gonna like? portray this i was just expecting some sort of like weird like you know how they do with an astral plane they kind of make like a blank kind of how they did with david at the end where it's kind of like a blank space where he starts like to destroy the demons or whatever so this was a neat touch and i liked that it kind of was a nice callback to that the desert the all the whole like desert thing from last season i don't think it's the same place but it, it had a similar vibe, so and they were both messing with time, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was just it was a really solid episode of just like not really moving the story. Well, I guess moving the story along without dumping a lot of new information or a lot of new questions, which is usually what the show does. True. On top of us, so we just got to like this is this show's equivalent of. Uh, like an action-packed episode. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it was for the show a very action-packed episode. Um, you want to talk about Mr. Robot, or do you have anything else? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. If you're good. Yeah, I, I've almost brought this up before we jumped into Legion, but like, well. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about Legion. Let's stay on Legion. Um, so, and usually we save everything else for the end of the episode. So, there's a teaser for Mr. Robot season four, guys. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's definitely happening. <laughs> and we have a time frame. Yeah, sort of. I don't think we have an actual like time, but it said fall. At least in yeah. the tweet. <laughs> so, so. That could be late October, early November. Yeah. Um, but it could also get delayed and wind up being December. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> um, so it's not 
it's not much of anything, but as usual with Mr. Robot, something that seems like not much of anything might wind up actually being everything. Um, <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> I almost said David, it's just <laughs> Elliot, like not even staring at the camera, like staring at someone off camera who was lecturing him about like, was it worth it? Like, this is what it cost and was it worth it? And it's, it's just a build up to Mr. Robot coming fall 2019, but I can't place the voice. I, <laughs> I'm wondering if it's supposed to be Krista, the therapist, or yeah. it could be Angela or it, it, for the first time she spoke, I, I could have sworn it it was Darlene. And then she kept talking and I was like, no, is that Krista? And then it kept talking and I'm like, why would Krista be accusing him? I was like, maybe it's Angela. <laughs> I, I, I've clearly gone back, back and forth on who I think it is. But So my thought was that it was Angela. But then the more she talked, the more I was like, that doesn't sound like Angela. Like, right? Holy sound like Angela. I was like, doesn't have that kind of sounds like I'm criticizing, but the kind of whine that Darlene has to her voice. Yeah. Um, which I enjoy, but it is definitely a whine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, not criticizing her, but it is, you know, it's there. Um, and I thought about Krista and it also sounds like uh, Joanna a little bit. But that's not possible. Right. But I, I, I'm not going to lie. If I, I would be lying if I said that thought didn't cross my mind. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I'm like the only other thing I could think of, but we've heard her speak is that, is it his mom? Uh, no, well, but his mom in present day is like comatose and right. home. I mean, not comatose, but you know what I mean? She's like yeah, non-responsive yeah. or whatever is happening with her. So, I mean, is it a character we've never met, I guess? I mean, yeah. that's wholly possible. So True, true. I feel like Krista, to, I keep going back to Krista just making the most sense, but I'm still not convinced that was her voice either. Yeah. I wonder if they've per, per intentionally like done something with the effect of that clip so that... What, not if like, it's all, what if it's all of them? Now that would be fascinating. What if they took all of them saying that, you know, like, like you were uh, saying there... And created this effect of like all of them blended together. And it is, I mean, it is a teaser. You know, he doesn't really ever say anything. So, I mean, it could be, it could be anybody talking at any point in time, technically. You know how they do with trailers. Yeah. Splice stuff all together, audio and video and make it enticing. It is a teaser, so may not actually be what's being said in that scene. Just what they wanted us to hear for the, to get us excited, which it definitely did. <laughs> yeah. I, I 
<laughs> I couldn't like even like I saw the the post on Facebook and I was like is this really a teaser like it's you know it starts playing without the sound on Facebook when you like scroll past it yeah I was like oh it's just like zooming in you know like I figured it was just nobody talking just to zoom in on Elliot and I was like I wonder if there's any sound you know click on it I was like oh shit somebody's talking <laughs> like <back laughs> up, listen I was like, yeah, I don't know who that is, but like, like getting so pumped and like, I know that we've already seen a lot of the effect of the stuff that's, that's been done, the lives that it has cost, but the way this person was talking, I'm like, is there something bigger coming? Like, is there going to be something bigger than like the bombing of those buildings? I mean, there has to be some form of conclusion or resolution because each each season it's progressively widened in scope from, you know, the first season centering on Elliot to the second season on his his mission with F Society in stage two to the third season where you start to see this global impact. So it's gotta it's gotta be it's gotta bring that global impact back home. That's that's the only only insight I've got. Yeah. I, I'm <sighs> I'm excited, but also I mean, just like with everything, it it seems to be like the story of of this year for me. Like I'm so excited about all this stuff, but at the same time it's like this is the end for so much of this stuff that I love that it, it's just it's it's so difficult, but the stuff I really love is getting to end it on their own terms, and that's the most important thing, you know. Like, yes, I, not to sound all philosophical about it, but you know, <laughs> like <laughs> getting to do it without to having just yanked from underneath you, like the way Netflix ends all its shows. Which, holy cow, Jessica Jones. Oh. <laughs> And it's it's definitely over, over? Yes. Oh, that's sad. That wasn't one of those on my list that I want to watch. And I'll still watch it, but... Oh, my God. What an ending. Yeah. Was it like a cliffhanger ending or just... No, it, it... It's the... There's room for more, but... It, wow. They got to do their moment. Like, if this is the end, this is our shot, this is the way we're ending it, we're okay with it ending like this. And it's freaking good for a show that like somewhere there's a podcast that of me and Spencer and a buddy of ours, Greg podcasting about season one. And there's a review of it on iTunes of somebody going like, yeah, get this Logan guy off the podcast. Cause all he does is complain about the show. Cause I did <laughs> not love the first season. It was fine. I don't like Christian Ritter that much. And David Tennant was really the only thing I thought worth watching. Season two was really good. And this season, I just, oh, man. I was like, I can't believe this show has, like, gone completely around. And now I'm just like, damn it. I don't want it to be over. Yeah. Oh, that's always the worst. I mean, it's good because it's satisfying. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want it to end. <laughs> Like pretty much everything in 2019. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it really is. It's, it's such a, I mean, we'll get to start 2020 with hopefully a bunch of, well, I mean, that's probably going to bring its own endings for things. Of, I mean, it's a good chance that Legends is over next year. Um, yeah, I think so too, which sucks. But yeah. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if they got another season. Their ratings are so low. I mean, and even for the CW. And I don't, I don't get it. Really? <laughs> uh, Legends? <don't>. <laughs> Anymore? Like, I, no, I get that show. I don't get why the ratings are so low. Oh. It's still better than all of the other, well, than The Flash and Arrow. It's right there with Supergirl. I know you're not a big fan, but no, I no. I have an affection for that show. It definitely has its ups and downs, though. Um, They've but, all got their ups and oh, downs. Yeah. Arrow's been mostly down for a couple of years. <laughs> See, I really liked this past season of Arrow. Uh, actually, the- I liked the prison stuff a lot. And then yeah. they kind of lost me a little bit in the middle. It was just kind of getting a little bit, I don't know if drawn out is the right word, to something. But they kind of brought it all back around in the last couple of episodes. And I'm not going to lie, that finale wrecked me. Like, that really was, to me, the, the series finale, even though they've got 10 more episodes. But I love that show. <laughs> I, I I mean, it is the the progenitor. It's the grandfather of all that you know is now on the CW, really, because that it show's is. been that network's been taken over by these shows. It has, and it's done. You know, it's done well for them. But I'm glad they'll end. I guess sort of on their own terms. Like I kind of agree with you. It, it was past its heyday, but I do feel like. They brought it. They brought it up a bit with season eight, season eight, season seven, season seven. So, which sounds like a lot, but then you look at a show like Supernatural and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are they on this show? It's on season thirteen. <laughs> I know it's insane. Uh, and it it's ending next year too. I heard that. Yeah, Lair's done. Legends is probably done. Flash has probably got another season left after this next one, I would think. Uh, we'll see how Batwoman does. I don't know enough about Supergirl to comments. Uh, I don't really watch it'll Black be, Lightning. Either, so. It'll be done when the rest of them are done. Now, that was the one caveat I was going to say. Black Lightning, I actually think, is the best of all those shows. But... <sighs> It's not just about being a superhero show. Not that the, all those are just about being. They do try to do, you know, make a statement. But mm-hmm. that show kind of took the Supergirl baton and ran with it because Supergirl was a lot like that, uh, especially in the beginning. Like, yeah, she's a female. She's here. She can kick your butt. Like, you really need to get over all this. Um, which is a message I fully supported. Eight nieces, I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, Black Lightning, like it, it does that too. Like it is a, I hate using the term social justice because that's such a negative connotation. But it is very much that show, which to me makes it an important show, more so than Arrow and The Flash, which tend to fall more on the like oh this is fun but also yeah hey here's this little bitty statement thrown in there like black lightning is all about that 
So yeah. I, I fucking love that show. I know. And I, I do think a little bit of that, like, is is kind of what at the end of the day, because I, I go into these shows looking for, like, the superhero show. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, light and fun and goofy all the time like Legends is. But I do go into the superhero show for an escape. And I like when they weave in the subtle messages and they don't like beat you over the head with it. Like, you know, like I like that, like lighter, not like lighter commentary. They've, they've all kind of taken some strong stances on several, like, you know, very hot button topics, um, which, which I think is great. But when it gets into becoming the show more about that, that's just not exactly like, that's not why, like I go to TV because I get that every day, like day in and day out. Like it's, it's all over Twitter. It's all over Facebook. It's all over the news. So I kind of want that escape when I'm going into my superhero yeah. shows. So that's, I think, the core of it. Not that I disagree with anything they're trying to say. Like, I fully support both of their messages. It's just at the end of the day, like, that's not the show I'm looking for for my escape, <laughs> for my fun. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get that. Because when, like, social media became just this like oh it's social justice warriors versus the whatever anti-social justice warriors when that just took over almost everything that's when i just backed off of social media completely it's like i can't handle this so i do get something out of that because and and it is dangerous to only hear things you agree with but yeah I mean, it's it things is. I agree with. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like I can really get behind this. Whereas opposed to me going to Twitter and I'm like, oh, well, here's something I agree with. And here's 8,000 comments of people tearing it apart. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, but it goes it goes both ways. Because, like, that's the whole reason is, like, people get out there and get on social media. And I, I appreciate it when people are trying to use their influence and their opinion for good, but there's just too many people out there that just spout off without researching, without thinking, without anything. And then it just, like you said, either turns into a war or someone puts out something real, it gets completely torn apart. And then, you know, you can't even like, it's like you can look at stuff too, but it's like you can't interact with it because it's like, well, if I interacted with it, then I'm branded this. And if I don't interact with it, I'm branded that like, it's just, it's insane. Like kind of as a random social commentary, it's yeah, terrible. It's crazy. It, it's actually, I think I talked about this at the end of Legion season two. One of the things I, I once I, we saw the show go in that route, I was like, I'm worried about continuing to talk about this show because it's very clearly making a statement about all of this stuff. And true. All it takes is one person hearing you say something and, you know, taking your intent either the wrong way, or even if I meant it, you know, the way it was taken, you know, it just like, and I don't like tiptoeing, you know, cause well, I think, yeah, well, but I think taking, I mean, I don't think tiptoeing around something does anybody any good. And I, I think this show has done a good job because I, at the end of the day, I still love this show. Like it it has felt enough like a sci-fi superhero for me, whereas like, yes, it is definitely layered with some definite social commentary. But that that's fine. I mean, that's 
everything is like every art form is like that's that's how it's expressed like that's the whole point of it that's why I love it is because it's, it's that brilliant it does so many different things on so many different levels so I think I think they've done it I think they've done it really well but I think we would do it a disservice by not touching on some of these bigger issues that they're clearly you know trying to tell people or tell their bird I don't know their version that sounds really bad but you know what I mean yeah uh-huh. Um, yeah. This went off on kind of a crazy tangent. But. Yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, um, but hey, there's a Mr. Robot teaser, guys. You should yes. all go watch it if you didn't see it. Because uh, that show's definitely going to have something to do with time travel. Either it's going to show us that time travel doesn't exist, or it's going to like actually prove that time travel does exist. Like, I... <laughs> I, I, when you first brought it up, I was like, no, I was like, no, I was like, that'd be cool. But no, then we saw the particle accelerator and I was like all on board. I was like, oh my God, yes, it has to be about time travel. And then, you know, we got all the way through season three and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know, maybe it's not really. And then on the rewatch now, I'm just like, oh, it totally is. I am convinced now more than ever. There's a multiverse. (laughs) Keep going back and forth on it. We'll see what they we'll see what they give us at the end. I'm excited. Me too. Um, and I know I, I can pat myself back myself on the back about a lot of things, but like literally the thing I'm most proud of in the history of this podcast is that like somewhere in season one we started talking about time travel. And then by the time we got <laughs> to season three, it's like, oh no, this there's definitely time travel in this show. <laughs> Yeah, it was early on, early on enough that I was like, what? Where did they get that from? I was like, oh, I kind of get it. And then it's it kept... part two, man. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I, it's in the first episode. Like, oh, my God, we love Back to the Future part two so much. And how it's just, you know, and it just kept coming back. And, you know, that picture of him and uh, him dressed like Marty and his dad dressed like Doc. And and in season three, he takes that kid to go see Back to the Future Part Two. And like that whole movie is all about like weaving in and out of your own past to like not to, to change things, to change your future, but not to change your past. It's like this whole weird Thing, and I freaking love it And uh, the show Has been like low key doing that For four years <laughs> I know That's why it's so good I'm like they are either like Trolling us hardcore Like purposely leading us down This like crazy rabbit trail But they put all these little breadcrumbs All over the place Oh it's just it's It's crazy, it's crazy. So yeah We'll be back next week talking about the next episode of Legion. Um, it still bugs <laughs> me that they don't give them titles, but whatever. We'll go with the chapter model. So I'm telling you, when when it's all said and done, I'm gonna go back and rewatch them and give every episode its own title. <laughs> yes, that would be kind of funny. Be like, yeah. make it like a game on Twitter. Put up a GIF and make everybody name name the episode. <laughs> um. But yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're on Twitter at Mr. Robot Podcast. Email Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, message or tweet 
at Polk79 and just tell Ryan, hey, miss you on the podcast, and that he should be at Dragon Con because yes. more and more likely that we're definitely doing a Mr. Robot panel at Dragon Con. So yes. I'm excited. I'm excited too. More details to come, but yes, we are definitely on the list 100%. Yeah. And then I know you're on hiatus, but you have your stuff too. I am on hiatus. If you want to find me personally, not tweeting a whole lot, I'm at Jess in Atlanta. If you want to find my podcast um, about Legends of Tomorrow, it's Tomorrow's Legends. You can find us on Twitter at Tomorrow's Legends with one R. And you can email us if you want, tomorrowslegends at gmail.com, also with one R in it. Well, there you go. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Here's a little ghost for the offering Yeah, 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 yeah Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling